Hello, everyone. I am Brendan Marcello, sitting across from Michael Nyslick. This is the Auburn Undercover Podcast, presented by WeHaveDonuts.com, D-O-U-G-H, Nuts.com. Uh, delivery service in Birmingham. Make sure to go to the website for more information about how you can even pick up donuts in Montgomery and Auburn at Prevail Union Coffee Shops. Check it out. We have donuts.com. Uh, Mike, Auburn coming off an incredibly dominant 40-17 to victory against then number one Georgia. The Tigers now set up a winner-take-all SEC West de facto championship in the Iron Bowl. Winner of that game against Alabama and Auburn um, moves on to the SEC championship game. Um, Mike, I, I thought Auburn obviously had a shot in this game. I thought it was going to be close in the fourth quarter. No way did it, I or many, I'm sure, expect uh, this game to be a blowout, uh, maybe for either team. And uh, for Auburn to do what they did, uh, certainly put the uh, country on notice. Yeah, uh, I know I've received a few tweets and messages on the social medias uh, telling me I know nothing uh, and that am I going to eat crow? I won't eat crow, but I will say that I did predict the game wrong. Um, I don't think many predicted it right in the context of even if you picked Auburn, did you see anybody picking them to blow them out or what What the reasoning would be behind that? Because going in, I don't think that that was sort of the expectation no. on either side. Um, close game for about a half, and Georgia, man, did they make a lot of mistakes, and then Auburn just kind of took off in that second half. Um, on Johnson proved he was the best running back on the field in that defense. Um, you know, as Kevin Steele kind of talked about it, and some of the players talked about it, uh, looked pretty elite. And that word uh, carries kind of uh, extra meaning, and I think that they earned that on uh, Saturday. Yeah, Auburn certainly looked elite. Uh, they did not look like Joe Flacco. They looked very elite, yeah. uh, knocking off Georgia in the fashion they did. Georgia didn't even have 200 yards of offense until their final offensive drive of the game. And by that time, Auburn's defense was dancing on the sideline in the field uh, to Soldier Boy and uh, teach me how to Dougie. Um, and, uh, that, uh, soldier boy, you know, shout out to the Auburn PA guy, uh, for making the subtle jab and the callback to 10 years ago when Auburn was down 11 points in, uh, in Athens, Georgia was wearing their black jerseys. They were pumped up for that game and they were beating Auburn and they played soldier boy over the, uh, loudspeaker and the, uh, Georgia players were dancing and, uh, Auburn threw that back in their face 10 years later. Uh, still very funny, a nice little troll there, as the kids say. Um, but what was really impressive to me, uh, in that game and, you know, learning more about it after the game is Kevin Steele saying that they only had on defense four or five missed tackles total. I mean, that is incredible. There were drives for Auburn in the past, 2013 and 2014 and even 2015 I could count four or five missed tackles on a drive mm -hmm. uh, they had four or five the entire game and against two dynamic running backs in Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle a fantastic re receiver in Javon Wims for Georgia uh, that's absolutely incredible to me that they were able to not only play assignment football and dominate them but just simply not make like a fundamental mistake yeah, they played pretty good. Wow. And that defensive line, man, I think what just <laughs> – when Georgia was in passing situations, it felt like they had no chance. Yeah, they had no shot, yeah. And it didn't even feel like, oh, I mean, you know, they, they did hit a couple passes early. Uh, and, you know, Kevin Steele admitted one was just a flat-out mistake. One was a great play by the receiver. Uh, but other than that, it just felt like they had no – literally no chance to get the ball off and – uh, credit Jeff Holland and, uh, and you know, Kevin Steele pointed out uh, Derek Brown and Dontavious Russell had a lot to do with that. And I've been high on Don, uh, Derek Brown all season. I think he's kind of the unsung hero uh, just with his athleticism and his size. I think he just guys struggle to know what to do with him. Uh, and he just gets excellent push. And then Marlon Davidson, 
very good as well. So, and then you have Nick Coe coming off the bench, and just kind of a murderous row of defensive linemen, and uh, impressive. Yeah, and if you look like the snap counts, we'll have more of this at AuburnUndercover.com Monday. The snap counts, they did a lot of rotating, uh, and that's their thing, and they and they just don't drop off at yeah. all, which is incredible to do uh, on any level of football, um, especially when you're playing against a quote unquote elite team like Georgia and their offense which came in you know averaging nearly 280 yards rushing per game and Auburn held them to 46 yards and Kevin Steele said yeah sure I've been part of games like that I mean he's been coaching for 38 years but he said you know ask him years down the road from now he this said will be one of the games this will be the one of the games he really points to and remembers so that that's saying something for and, a he, coach. and he said you know he's always about don't get a big head don't don't kind of celebrate too hard but when he says look they reached that elite status for the, that in between in that sixty minutes. That means something because he's not going to throw that out idly by. No, uh, and he hasn't uh, in his two years here. And he said they've left a lot to be de- desired, even in good games. And uh, you know, I think when he looked at the film, he couldn't. <laughs> you know, he's not going to lie to you and say, "Look, we got a lot to work." That was not a tape where he looked at it and said they had a lot to work on. No, and uh, and it, credit him for saying because a lot of coaches would. Uh, maybe the assistant behind him, but uh, I would just give you nothing. But he said, "Look, they did it," and I think that I think that the defense feeds off that. I think that this group is mature enough and uh, uh, has enough veterans on it to not let that get to, to their heads. Yeah, and that's the big thing, as you just mentioned, is that they've got so many so many leaders on this team. You know, the relationships between the staff and the players is one of mutual uh, respect and the coaches know they can lean on them to keep everything together. You know, the players were talking a lot last night about, or excuse me, Saturday night about, you know, how uh, Deshaun Davis said, especially that this is the first week that the coaches really let us have fun. And, you know, Kevin Steele's like, well, no, we let them be play loose and do whatever, you know, the pressure's on us as coaches to prepare them. And then they're supposed to just go out there and have fun and control the things they can control. But um, you could tell going in this game, not only did it mean a lot, but man, was the team loose. I mean, from the opening kickoff, they're down there dancing pra- practically between every possession, um, just well, playing and, loose. And, and it was reflected in look. Georgia made so many errors on top oh, of yeah, just they the, were, uh, yeah. you know, they got manhandled physically, especially in the second half. But I mean, look, this was a close game until they made some of the mistakes. That, I mean, they had that uh, late hit, they had the muffed punts, they had the uh, punting interference, which you rarely see. Um, they were just making mistake after mistake, and Auburn uh, wasn't doing that. I mean, they had some issues special teams wise, but those haven't those aren't anything new. That that's been kind of the problem the last couple of weeks, um, and they just were kind of not shooting themselves in the foot on offense or defense, and uh, that did make I think a big difference. Uh, you know, Georgia hadn't been in this kind of big game since Notre Dame hadn't been down, and they looked tight. They played tight on the road. Yeah, uh, you could kind of tell that this was a bigger moment uh, maybe than they had experienced. Yeah, Georgia had five penalties for 55 yards in the first half and then only had two more, but they were for 20 yards, yeah. uh, including a personal foul uh, in the second half. And then, of course, the turnover started happening and the muffed punt that led to a touchdown for Auburn. Because you remember, were, this was game, what was it, 16, 16 to 7? 16-7 at halftime. And then Georgia gets a stop coming out of halftime. They're mm-hmm. going to get the ball there. And then that muffed punt, I mean, and it's over basically after yeah. that. Um that just kind of, and it was right, uh, uh, right on what the thirty-ish yard line, twenty-five yard line, right by the red zone, um, and it just kind of they just fell yeah. apart after that. Yeah, and that's what happens. I mean, it takes one big play like that, and that could just change the entire game. And you go back two years ago, opposite happened where yeah. Georgia returned the punt, wasn't a blowout or anything, but that kind of won them the game. And those, those can make. And you felt like in the first half with those kickoff returns, Auburn was a kind of a play away of like they let him return that kick, they're gonna kind of get it. Uh, uh, it's going to hurt them pretty bad, but they didn't. Settled down, came out. Yeah. And then it was they did a better job on kickoffs, too. I mean, they weren't booting them out of the end zone, Daniel Carlson, but they were setting them up to where they couldn't have great, great returns or break They realized one. that their coverage was going to be an issue, so they tried to yeah. pooch kick. Corner them and, and yeah, pooch corner them. Corner them, and yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, they made a good adjustment there at halftime, uh, Auburn definitely. Um, as we said, let's talk a little bit about this. This sets up a monster Iron Bowl again. Second time. Can't think about the, that, Brandon. The ULM matchups well, this Saturday. I, I, it's a big one. The, uh, they're playing well. Come coaches and players can talk about all they want. But, four and uh, five. Fans reporters are going to talk about this Iron Bowl. They all played this Memphis week. tough, apparently. Good for them. 
They beat App State, too. Who cares? Number 18, Memphis. Um, so, whatever. Uh, I'm just saying, ULM fans are going to listen to this and be disrespected by well, Brandon Marcelli. <laughs> so, does ULM fans are going to listen to this. So, <laughs> Are there ULM fans? Yes, there are, actually. Yeah. There are? Yeah, I've, I've seen a few. In the wilderness? In the wild. No. In the I, I, I remember seeing them when they beat Alabama back in 2008. Yeah. On TV celebrating. And they put a billboard up um, celebrating their victory. Anyway. But they did lose 58-7 to seven last year. Last so year to Auburn. Hard yeah. to take them seriously. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Moving ahead, uh, Mr. Pessimist. Does, does Auburn have a chance against Alabama in two weeks? I guess so. Huh? You guess so? That's a strong take. I mean, it's hard to rule them out, but it's hard to say. I mean, Alabama, Alabama's pretty good. Well, I mean, the early know. line has already dropped from like 10 to 3, according to the experts. That's pretty significant. Yeah. Alabama significant. by 3, I should say. It'll be interesting to see, especially with the narrative coming out of last week, Alabama playing down and Auburn playing so up, if that'll kind of well, get that's the why Auburn the line... bandwagon going here. Uh, well, sure. Nationally. Oh, yeah. And the line uh, changed because of that. Um, exact Those exact two things. You know, Alabama had to score in the final minute at Mississippi State to win, in case you missed it. Uh, Alabama trailed for the first time all season in yeah. the SEC. And, uh, you know, I think Auburn's got a really good shot at beating Bama. I think, I think with the way they match up, Mississippi State showed that you can run up the middle on them, especially yeah. with some of the injuries Alabama's dealing with right now on defense. And Auburn's strength on offense is running the ball up the middle. It's not running sideline to sideline. They tried that against Georgia, and most for the most part, it was stuffed until they started doing some more uh, eye trickery with like Eli Stove and even uh, Ryan Davis, and uh, uh, just with quick passes and carry on Johnson. But uh, you can't do that against Alabama. But you. Mississippi State showed you can run it up the middle on them. Yeah. And that's Auburn's strength. So I, I think Auburn's got a shot. Auburn's, I mean, this place is going to be nuts. Um, it, it'll be just like it was four years ago in the Iron Bowl. I'm sure they're going to open up the tailgating spot like two or three days earlier than they usually do. There will be, I guarantee you, like it was four years ago, there will be like – 50 people out there legitimately just hanging out and that's where they're going to have their thanksgiving outside it's crazy it's uh the people are going to be pumped for this game and they should be i mean this is only the second time since the sec started a championship game in 92 that this game is going to decide who goes to the sec championship game and it's all happened in the last four years so uh, it's your humongous and, game. And it's likely college game day will be here, I'd imagine, right? You would think. <laughs> Why? What, who else? Where else would you go unless it was number one, number two? You know? Uh, yeah, game day's got to be here for that. And, uh, I'll have to look, I'll look at the schedule. It's going to be star studded. Uh, keep saying that and then you point out Tim Cook that's, that's your Tim star. Cook, the CEO of Apple. That's your star. You're going to ask him why your phone is Charles Barkley, Frank. You know the big hurt, uh, Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas. Did you forget his last name? I was right. I was. In, I was caught up in the middle of trying to figure out, remember his nickname. I thought you were going to say Frank Caliendo. No, I like, that's Frank a, No, I hate <laughs> that guy. I don't like Frank Caliendo. Really, you don't like? He's Frank not Caliendo? funny. That's weird. Anyway, um, I had a big hurt poster. So I can Griffey poster as well. But I had big hurt. Anyway, uh, Charles you know Barkley. Frank Thomas is going to be here. As you know, I'm sure he will be. He wasn't here the last couple of years. He's been mostly, here since I've been here. When it's a huge, huge Iron Bowl, I mean, I'm just going based off so you're of reference saying they're to 2013. Fans, is what you're saying? I'm just saying that Auburn alums and people in this department will reach out to them and say, "Please mm. come to the game. This is humongous." It's, there's no other way. There's no chance that game day is not here. It'll be here. Anyway. Um, I think they've got a legit shot. And if the defense keeps playing the way it is for Auburn, and if they can contain Jalen Hurts, they, they'll win. I'm saying it right now. And they'll go to Atlanta. Well, so, but you're saying if they contain Jalen Hurts, they'll win. Are you saying they're going to win? Is that you're making your prediction If they already? contain Jalen Hurts, they win. That's an if. But I'm, I'm, I'm asking if that's your do, prediction. Do you know how football works? If they do this, they'll win. I'm asking for your prediction. If Auburn scores more points, they win. Is that what yeah. you want? I mean, I don't understand. No, are you, are you predicting personally that they're going to win? Right now, yeah. What do you mean right now? It could change. It's day-to-day. Yeah, it could change. Your I, pick I, is day-to-day. Alabama could get a bunch of uh, guys back. 
Auburn could have some injuries this week against ULM. But standing right now, if Auburn and Alabama played tomorrow, I think Auburn wins. But they're not playing tomorrow. They're not. So, and you're picking them over ULM. I've got Auburn over ULM. (laughs) Auburn a 35-point favorite against ULM. How many people will be at that game? I might. It'll be a sellout, I'm in quotes. Well, yeah, it'll be a sellout, sure. I don't know. Not everybody. That that won't be a packed stadium, don't you think? Are you sure? Well, the the good thing about games like that, and I'm I'm being sweet and precious here, is that. Being sweet and precious? Yeah, that that they can give. Uh, tickets away to like you know families that can't afford to go Under to Alabama use. or whatever and I'm not saying that then give the tickets well, I'm just saying to, I mean that was my I was an example I don't know anyway I'm, I'm done talking Michael won't even let me talk so anyway what else do you want to talk about I don't know I didn't get a rundown sheet. I didn't, we, get we didn't a rundown have to sheet. have one Auburn beat Georgia it'd be nice to have some topics of discussion okay all right Jeff Holland NFL 100% Right? Yes. I mean, there's no way he can't. I mean, you can't not go. It's his moment. Are you are you saying are you saying that Auburn's going to beat Alabama? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that. So, but you're Jeff predicting Holland, Jeff Holland's going to the NFL. That's right. And you that's don't right. you don't know that. That's right. No, I do, he's going. So he's going. okay, so he's got that. All right. What about carry on? You think he's here. going to the NFL? I think that's a coin flip. Really, I think it's a coin flip. Now, if they were to win the, if they were to get to the playoff, I, it'd be. Hard. I think it'd be the more success they have, the less likely I think he's to come back. Sure, it'll be like Trey Mason, like a guy that 13. wants to try to prove something. Yeah. Uh, Who else is there? Carlton Davis. Carlton Davis. I mean, um, obviously Trey Matthews gone because he's a senior, but uh, they could lose a few guys um, that you're not expecting. Very possible. That offensive line was so impressive against Georgia. They won't lose anybody on the offensive line, though. I mean, I mean I, that's not the seniors. So, um, they'll lose Casey Dunn, who brings toughness. 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 Uh, does Carryon Johnson deserve to be in the Heisman race? No, I don't think so. Explain. I'm pulling up his uh... 17 total touchdowns, 15 rushing, yeah. two receiving. Hold, hold, hold on. A little hold over 1,000 yards. I think he's averaging six, yards, six yeah. point something yards a carry. So uh, he's eighth in yards average per game because he's played two less games than a lot of, a lot of guys. Uh-huh. Um, he's got some touchdowns, but. Uh, he's got some touchdowns. He's not leading anymore or even close. Um, missed two games, had 48 yards against Missouri, 63 against Arkansas. He's had two big games this year. Two, that's it. He's rushed for uh, 100 yards in what, five games? Five, uh, six, six games. Six, six, games. Six, of, six games he's rushed for 100 yards. Six games. Um... If he rushes for 150 yards against Bama and then does the same against Georgia in the SEC championship game, I think he gets an invite to New York no, for the it's Heisman. Not, it's not nearly enough. Ceremony. Let's go back to 13. Here's Trey Mason's numbers. Well, they're not, they're not comparable because Trey Mason didn't miss action. Okay. Minus his average, and he's still way over. Uh, 317 carries, 1,800. 1,816 yards, Mm -hmm. 23 touchdowns, 5.73 yards per carry. Had 300 yards in a game. Uh, Last five games was over 100. Last three games was over 160. Uh, And that was against Alabama, Missouri, and then Florida State in the championship. Um, Looking for his per-game average. Alabama and Missouri both had top five rush defenses that year. So he averaged uh, 130. So you take away all right two, and you're still he's still going to finish about 400 yards above. It's pretty significant. 400 yards above. Well, carry on will probably finish with mm-hmm. if you go by average. Trey Mason played how many more games? 
I'm saying subtract the 400, the two games that they play, that played different, okay. and and Trey Mason still has a product way higher production. And I think that's that's significant. Okay. Well, I think he still gets invited to New York if he has big games. They got to get to Atlanta, and he's got to have big games against uh, in the Iron Bowl. And, and they have to win out. And like you said, he has to have big games, which is not guaranteed. So um, it's a lot of ifs. Well, nothing's guaranteed in life, Mike. Sure. Just like you getting picks correctly. That's right. Um. So yeah. What was one thing besides Auburn? blowing out Georgia that surprised you or really just stuck out to you about Saturday night? Something about the game. I guess how much they celebrated, um, just because it's out of character with Gus and what this team has done before. um, Just the amount of it and during the game and stuff, uh, just surprising, I guess. I mean, I know that was there was a reference, obviously, the 2007 stuff, but... um, well, they didn't know about that. Dancing on the field. It was the number one team in the country, and they're back home for the first yeah. time in a month. So, got to play, but you, had, you might have to play them again too. Sure, yeah. And Gus saying we we beat the dog crap out of them. Like this is a team that that they would not let us talk to Rudy Ford for the rest of the season after he said uh, it wouldn't be tough to talk to uh, stop Leonard Fournette. Uh, they well, don't like giving billboard material, and they sure gave a lot of billboard material if you're Georgia. Uh, in two, what, three weeks? Uh, board material. That they were dancing board, and celebrating? Know. Beat the dog crap out of them? Well, I think that's gonna Kirby be Smart said they got punched in the mouth. It's true. So, I'm just saying. I, I mean, Auburn I, punched him in the mouth said, and dog crap came out. You said. <laughs> and then they danced on the dog crap and got on their shoes. You just asked what was surprising. I, it was just uh, su- surprising. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it was too surprising because there was the number one team and they were, they were, up, they were up 30 points with three minutes left. Well, they supposed to, I mean, come on. And they're playing music, dance music, like legitimate dance music, not like, you know, country music. So you, so your context is that if they weren't playing dance music and they were dancing, it would be insulting? Yeah. Because if they are playing dance music. No, no I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's insulting either way. I'm just saying that it was set up for them to I celebrate and dance at that it. moment, and they did it. Uh, that, was just a sur- that was just a surprise. Uh, spe- well, I'm on it. this topic. You don't have to agree with it. Why, why does Auburn insist on playing country music before Big Third Down sometimes? I don't know. Have you noticed that? That's, I think, a Southern thing, isn't it? I just assumed because I'm Well, no one's into here. it in the crowd. That students were singing along that one song. I couldn't tell you what song it was. I did hear them singing along. But then if they play something else, the crowd goes nuts. But then they play this stupid. I'm not anyway. I'm not a country fan anyway. But they're playing country songs that like no one knows. I thought that was a non. I thought that was a southern thing. I didn't understand it, so I. You, all right, I don't know. It was so weird. that was surprised you. That was your big takeaway. No, the no, country music. I, I, country no, I was, we we're talking about music, and I just no, thought I, of that because a colleague across the state who who, who uh, covers Alabama, uh, Tommy Dees, asked, you know, why doesn't Auburn ever play "Carry On My Wayward Son"? You know, isn't that an Alabama song? But th- it doesn't matter. Right. Kansas song. Didn't Kansas sing it? Yeah, yeah, no, I know, but I, I didn't. Doesn't that some? I don't know. Some of those songs have meanings to other schools. I don't know. I, I thought you'd still play it though. I I'm not the DJ. I don't have the DJ's playlist. I don't make the playlists. Well, you need to get. We need to get a hold of DJ. Um, because this is. This is weak. You're outraged. So, what was your surprise takeaway? My surprise takeaway. Was you, you dog crapped Gus, all over my surprise. Gus Malzahn not wearing a sweater vest. Um, <laughs> I don't know. He's had worn a sweater vest all year. He wore a polo, but it was cold, so he put on a hoodie. Mm. He came out originally with the polo. Talked to like, our It's cold, Christy. Then, yeah, you did he me wrong. Did they went back in the locker room? He's like, it's cold, it's chilly. He needed the hoodie. It's chilly because his original outfit was no hoodie, and then he came back out. You just say he was hoodie. naked? No, I said he had a polo. He said no, nothing. No hoodie. Oh, okay. not not. <laughs> Gus Malzahn was topless Gus? Uh, before the game. Um, so, what about dog crap out of him? So, what was your surprise? Um, that Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb not doing a dang thing. I was going to say Sonny Galloway at first. I was like, Sonny Galloway game. showing up and delivering <laughs> papers to Jay Jacobs. Uh, um, uh, that that I, I oh not having a run over seven yards even yeah well, that's what I'm so. saying like I expected them to have like two three big runs at least they had zero uh, a, Auburn didn't allow a dang thing 
didn't allow any daylight for them. That was really surprising to me. I thought they would get a big run. I mean, their biggest plays, Georgia, was through the passing game to Jake Wims or whatever his name is, Javon Wims, excuse yeah. me. Uh, and that's it. Um, that was surprising to me. And then I would say, honestly, the, the second surprising thing to me was how dominant the offensive line was. They were getting upfield in the second half on every single snap. I mean, well, that was after they made the change again, though. So, um, interesting kind of parallels to that week. Yeah, I wonder if Darius James stays on the sideline for the Iron Bowl. I think at this point you kind of got to have to. Yeah, because it's it's working now without him. And Markel Harrell, uh, if you would ask me, gosh, six weeks into the season, who's going to be the starting left guard for the biggest games of the season? I wouldn't have picked him. Uh, and so yeah. he's kind of come well, on. It just so. it kind of proves to you once a guy goes in, gets injured and you go in there, take advantage of your opportunity because. You might just be the star the rest of the season. Well, and it's tough. Ankle injuries, you know, you kind of shrug off and you say, oh, it's not a torn ACL or oh, whatever. But they're not easy to just bounce back from, especially when you're 300 pounds and you got yeah ginormous uh, people trying to attack you. Uh, it's probably good to have two Big healthy human ankles. beings. Yeah. Yeah. So huge victory for Auburn. I think Auburn's got a shot against Alabama. Uh, Mike thinks Alabama beats Auburn by 58 points. So we'll see who's correct here in two weeks. Um, but it's going to be, uh, oh, gosh. it's going to be crazy here in two weeks. Very crazy. Should be fun. Um, maybe so. we'll see a good football game. That's all I want to see. Well, <laughs> we still haven't seen a good football game. So. Georgia. Cause that first half, I mean, they had a bunch of ugly, stupid mistakes by Georgia. I mean, that, they didn't play well at all. Uh, Auburn wants some of the red zone opportunities back. Uh, and then the second half was just, I mean, Auburn certainly played their best football, but, uh, man, they didn't have an opponent on the field, so still haven't seen a good game. Yeah. I don't think we've seen really good, very good half of a game either. Well, give Auburn credit. Like besides, two competitive teams going back yeah. and forth. That's what I'm Besides LSU, the LSU game for Auburn, they've just beaten the, been beating the crap out of everybody. Well, don't forget Clemson. They didn't. And, and, Mer- and, Mercer, and SEC, I meant. And Mercer. Their, their average SEC win margin is 28 points. So do you think Mercer has a chance this weekend? I think Mercer has a chance to show up at Tuscaloosa on time for the game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. But maybe not. Maybe they're a few minutes late. Sure. They could be a few minutes late. Wouldn't matter because they're still going to get scored on on the first drive. <laughs> so you're saying Mercer's going to lose the Iron Bowl twice this year? They're going to lose both their or Iron Bowls. do they only Bowls. get half an Iron Bowl each time credit? I don't really know how that works. I don't you know. have to check a different website. For the that other thing is uh, they're not playing in Birmingham, so no Iron Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Um, so basketball is going to be great this week, Mike. Are you excited about the Charleston Classic? Are you? Else? <laughs> <laughs> Auburn plays Indiana State. Indiana State. Indiana State beat uh, Indiana by what? Was it 90 to 69? Something like that. Over nice. 20 points, yeah. Nice. Had Indiana fans booing. Yeah. New coach. Yeah, Archie Miller. Yeah. Not a good introduction to Archie. No. Hit, they hit a lot of three-pointers. Auburn's defense is, you know, not good. Hey, they beat a Norfolk State team without its two best players pretty pretty handily. Good for them. So, um, meanwhile, the FBI investigation is still going on, um, and uh, Bruce Pearl's in a little bit of hot water yeah. uh, with Auburn University as it uh, involves their internal investigation. Bruce Pearl wants everybody to believe that everything's fine. They're working toward a you know, peaceful resolution or whatever to try and get these two kids, D'Angelo Purifoy and Austin Wiley. Well, I don't think his uh, message is that they're working towards a peaceful. He's saying that they're working together. And there's no sort of issue. So are they holding? They're not holding hands. I think actually he makes it sound like they're holding hands. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like spending long amounts of time holding hands together, yeah. working on it. Do you believe together. Bruce? Uh, no. Yeah. Okay. And people are reading a lot into it. We had a lot of posts on the boards like Austin's on the bench. You think that means he's closer to come? Uh, no. Um, you were near the bench too. Are you going to play? Near the bench. I was not. <laughs> I'm not playing. Um, it's not pretty. It was a weird. It was a weird opener. It was a weird atmosphere. How was it? How was it weird? Well, you know, <laughs> you got there's like he, he wasn't Bruce Pearl didn't come out for any of the pregame warmups. So literally, people were asking on the board, "Has Bruce Pearl been fired?" Like right leading up to the game, uh, you got Austin Wiley on the bench, their best player in a tracksuit. 
Um, Daniel Purifoy wasn't there, so I'm asking kind of where is he at? And then he tweeted out about his dental work, but I had found that out previous and told people on the board. But you kind of like, is he gone? Is he gone? Just a moment something. You know, you got all these sort of – it's a strange sort of situation. And then team's trying to play. Yeah, they're trying to play. They're trying to play. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're scheduled to go to Charleston – they're scheduled to leave Wednesday. Is the game Thursday? Uh, I don't know. You're the basketball beat writer. Tell me. I think it's the 16th. Do you think they show up Thursday. on time? <laughs> Do you think Bruce Pearl shows up on time? <laughs> so uh, it could be an interesting week for basketball uh, on the court and off the court. Um, uh, as it were, you know, controversy surrounds Bruce Pearl um, and whatever is going on with him or what's not going on with him. But uh, keep your eyes on that, folks. It could get very interesting uh, this week for the basketball program. Football program, not so much. They play ULM, and we're probably going to be looking ahead to the Iron Bowl quite a bit. Uh, so they play Thursday at 11.30 a.m. on ESPNU. Oh, it's not a Jefferson Pilot game? <laughs> Lincoln Financial? And Friday is still, next Friday, a week from Friday, is still scheduled they announced it at the arena to be Charles Barkley Appreciation Night um, amidst all of this. Are they putting on. the statue up? That's what we've been told. But Where? Oh, they've built this thing. You didn't see it? I haven't seen it. They've built the base. Where's it at? It's right in front of the stadium. The arena? Right in front of the scholarship entrance. Okay. Right. If, you, if you're looking at it, like to the left. Okay. It's a base the size of like the, our little area here where we're sitting. Okay. People can't see what you're doing right now. <laughs> I, I'm talk, talking to you. you know, right I'm not here, talking to them. Right here. Well, talking you should be them. talking to our audience. Um, well, that's good. Auburn still has basketball games on its schedule this season. Um, so, anyway, let's go to listener questions. Uh, probably not a lot of basketball questions, but, you know, we'll entertain them. Well, everybody talking about football right now, as they should be. Uh, one person asked me if our podcast is still on Sporto. Nope. Um... Travis Johnson asks, why can't Daniel Carlson kick off anymore? He's got a noodle for a leg. Well, he hit a 54-yard field goal Saturday night. Uh, but there are questions there. You Did you talk to him? Daniel Carlson I did not. Saturday? I, did not. I saw quotes from him saying that part of it was their plan and what they were doing, and he said the wind was swirling. Either way, it is curious um, what's going on there. Um, they they can't. The special teams is still a concern as far as kickoff coverage. Uh, Joe asks, is Kevin Steele's salary enough to keep him at Auburn? Could he be a head coach? I think those days are behind him to be a head coach, don't you It'd think? It'd have to be a really the perfect fit and the perfect offer, and I don't think that there's sort of – An might offer be you like, can't refuse? There might be like a handful of teams that qualify, and I don't think money's sort of an object that would get him to do something that he's not kind of comfortable with. Uh, Jay asks, how many carries for on Johnson this week? He says anything over 15 is insane. I agree with that. Yeah. I think they like should that. give him 10 carries and call it a night. Um, I'll go 20. But I think they'd probably do 20 to get him some stats, like you said, to get him in New York. Probably. Jimmy asks, great weekend for Auburn. That's more of a statement. Is Miami back? Sure. <laughs> uh, sure, I guess. Sure, they're back. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're back. Uh, we already hit on that question about the new line for Bama being a three-point favorite. I think it's about right, in my opinion, for this game uh, in the Iron Bowl coming up. Um, uh, Dirt Lawyer <laughs> asks, it's tough to beat the same team twice in one season, so they say. Would this apply to Auburn-UGA matchup uh, in the uh, SEC championship? Yeah, it would be tough, especially with it being in Atlanta and it being a neutral site game that would favor more Georgia fans being there than Auburn. Uh, Though it's, I would say, almost equidistant between the two campuses, to be quite honest. Uh, Yeah, probably. But there would be more Georgia fans because there's more Georgia fans in Atlanta than there are Auburn fans around the area. Uh, having said that, that would be a heck of an atmosphere. Secondly, in the new stadium. Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, but I think... We're just sinking slowly into the ground. Will it still be here? Is it really? I don't. I thought that's what they had problems with. I don't Holy know crud. Yeah. 
That's scary. Um, <laughs> all right. I don't think I want to cover an SC championship now if it's uh, sinking. Uh, yeah, I think Georgia, it would be a much closer game, I think. Well, and it, to have a rematch is an exciting kind of proposition because you get both teams yeah. now with film of playing each other. Uh, let's get, that'd be fun. That'd be, I think that'd be, that'd fun. be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, take a knee. Ask will Ram Petway be back for the iron bowl or possible sec championship game? I think it's possible he could be back for the iron bowl, but we haven't heard anything for certain that four week recovery period that Auburn's kind of hoping for lines up right about with the iron bowl. Um, but we'll see. We won't. We won't know more until like really next week. That's my my opinion. Yeah, it's a good answer. Um, that's not. Someone just sent something. That's not a question. <laughs> they just tell me to talk questions. about. It's a talk about question. Let's talk actually. about it. What are we talking about? Well, I'm gonna have you answer it then. All right, I'm gonna talk about it. Please talk about how our offensive line must be able to handle stunts and delayed blitzes. The few times we struggled with Georgia's front Saturday is when they did stunts and delayed blitzes. This has to be corrected before Bama. Yes. Sure. You don't want that to happen. <laughs> I, I don't know what else. That was a that. very detailed question. Very detailed. Uh, uh, stay tuned for Brandon's film room this week when he breaks room. that down. I do not do film room. We'll leave that to David Speck, a war room eagle, as everybody knows. Tweet at him Wednesday. and send him that question. Send that question. Let's see what he has to say. So I got, I got nothing. Yeah, neither do I. So Auburn moving on up to the west side, the SEC west side. Uh, Switch it in there because that was pretty embarrassing. Yeah, I don't care. So Auburn um, in position now to possibly make it to Atlanta. Mike thinks the world will end before that happens because Brandon won't make it. <laughs> because he'll be, make it. he will have seen Justice League and uh, <laughs> <laughs> dug a hole in his backyard and climbed into it. So uh, we'll be down a man. Um, but that's what okay. makes you think I climb into it? I think I just fall into it. Yeah. No. I mean, I jump. Uh, <laughs> I'm already that's prepared. I'm already prepared for it. You're preparing yourself. Yeah. I'm. I'm hoping he live tweets uh, the experience. I'm ready for. He's told me he won't do. I'm that. ready for thin Batman and thick Batman in the reshoots. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be terrible. Uh, enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and let us know how it goes. Looking forward to the three Instagram filters of Zach Snyder. You should do a VIP insider, like breaking <laughs> it down. Yeah. Well, it's not much to look forward to in life. And you're crapping on mine. <laughs> I'm not. I didn't crap on it. Zach Snyder and Josh Sweden crapped <laughs> on it. They beat the dog crap out of you. And your soul and your childhood. So yeah. don't point that to me. That is true. My- we did return the. To- okay, so here's something we can talk about. So as my uh, son, I have two sons. One's fifth birthday, uh, Friday, and he got some presents, and, and they were good. And it's not the parents' fault. Uh, they bought. Call a, them out now. They bought. They bought him a Superman toy, uh, lit up, and they don't. You know, they're. they're I, most of these parents aren't nerds like I am. Uh, but this Superman toy, and they liked it. Ben wanted to open it. But it offended my sensibilities, <laughs> and I refused. Because the Superman, you pressed a button on him, and it opened it and it had wings. Now, I read the toy now, and the wing, it wasn't wings wings. It was a cape. It was cape, cape wings. But either way, it doesn't make any sense because Superman can fly, and he doesn't need wings. Um and I and I it made me mad. Well, listen, maybe and, and there was reports this week that uh, Hasbro is trying to buy Mattel, and this is really know that. this is really where we can trace what happened because if they're making <laughs> toys like that Mattel, and they have somebody looking at it saying, "We know what we need to do. We make we need to make a Superman with wings." Yes, they should be bought out and everyone fired because that's a, that's offensive. Maybe they just wanted Superman to look fabulous. Fan, you know how fans were riled up about this Georgia game? That the, I was as riled up about this Superman toy uh, on Friday. So you're taking it back. You're taking it out. Oh, of your it's taken hands. back. No, it's gone. He bought a DS game with the money, so he he ended up working it out. Uh, it ended up all working out, uh, and it wasn't the parents' fault. They just bought a cool light-up toy, and Ben wanted it, and his younger brother wanted it. But I said, look, guys, I draw the line. Superman doesn't have wings. So your kid wanted it, and you said no. 
Well, the younger one wanted to play with it. I think the older one would have play, played with it and been fine, but I said no. Why not rip the wings off of it? Well, then it would have been broken. And it could have been dangerous and sharp and, and, and hurt them. Now, was this a Superman that's like based off the movie Superman? Yes, or? it was a Justice so League. His, Justice League Brandon. So his suit was like a dark gray and a... It was the dark with, blue, yes. <laughs> and it, that is also maroon. offensive. But I can get back the color... I can get past the color scheme, sort of. No, it can. still offends my sensibilities. But then you look on the back and they had all four of the uh, Justice League members. Not Wonder Woman, because they didn't have a Wonder Woman toy made out what? of this line. It was the 12, it's the 12-inch figures. Cyborg, Batman, and Flash, they all had opening wings. Flash had, like, electricity that flew out. Cyborg had whatever metal that flew out. And Batman also had wings, which... Wait, hold on. He's got a cape. Cape wings, basically. So all very offensive. The whole thing is just Well, I don't know. I mean, I had a Batman toy from the 89 movie when I was a kid that had the wings that popped out from Batman Returns. But his whole cape, would it was the cape. uh, Yes, but it's not the same. On the thing, it says wing cape, cape, wing cape. So who made these? Hasbro? Mattel. 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 So do you think Mattel like went parademons and the the Justice League are the same thing? Let's put parademon wings on them. Essentially. Well, they wanted, they thought wings would be good. And they're just like, give them wings. Who cares? They're ugly anyway. (laughs) They're some of the ugliest toys that you will ever see for this Justice League movie. Because it's like that muted color scheme. Yeah. It's like, you know what you see in a, a toy aisle? It's like red. And then you see the flash and it's like blood. <laughs> it's dried what? blood. Dried this costume is the color of dried blood. Let's go with dried blood on this uh, costume. And, you know, Superman, uh, no good. Is uh, Superman smiling at least? No, he's got the d- red eyes and he's angry. Because he wants to kill humanity <laughs> as he did in the first one. So it's all very depressing. So that's heard, my story. That's my non-football story from the movie. I heard the... Uh, the turning point in the new Justice League movie is that they put Superman on trial for the murder of 18,000 people. That would be great. Because, you know, he did kill all those people in that first movie. <laughs> but um, so that was, yeah, that was, I couldn't do it as a parent. I don't know what you're supposed to do, but you got to draw the line somewhere. For me, it's a winged Superman. I just couldn't do it. That is kind of crappy. My non-football story is we watched Wonder Woman again. My wife wanted to yeah, watch it Friday. You were live tweeting it when you were supposed to be working. I wasn't right? live tweeting it. Watch it late Friday night. Still a good movie. I was watching Norfolk State. Yep, you were. I was watching Wonder Woman. And eating, and eating Domino's Pizza, which you, Disgusting. I learned, hate. No, I, my family. Now that we can throw this out to the readers, when your family or you have a bad experience with like food poisoning, it's a food you generally avoid. So I avoid Domino's. I have never heard anybody get food poisoning from pizza. Were you guys like eating raw? Oh, I've dough? had food poisoning from various pizzas, like a lot. Really? Yeah, that's like maybe, maybe you have a mainly pizza when problem. I have food poisoning. I get it from pizza. Yeah, I've had food poisoning once. I don't even want to talk about it. It gets me. I have like such anxiety about food poisoning. Like it's seriously like I'm gonna have to go home and take a pill. <laughs> Whoa! All right, I got food poisoning once from eating a burger at Burger King when I was. In that's what I was gonna college. eat for after we leave here. So now you're now I don't even know if I can. Well, I did. I ate a Whopper. You ate it. some tacos at the Jordan Hare Stadium. Jordan Hare Stadium. Can you say it um, correctly? This is just uh, baffling. You made you ate some tacos at at the uh, the game that I was scared for you. I thought you were literally going I'm to good die today. There. You were not. You were not good eating them. I saw you, and you were <laughs> you were struggling getting it down. You're like this is <laughs> this is absolutely disgusting. I had to have some food in me because I didn't eat breakfast yet, and I had to have some energy. You did not have much energy, and you complained the entire time that your head was cold. Yeah, it's freezing cold in the press box. There's wind. I don't even know. There. I'm bald. Yeah, I didn't bring a. Shut the anything. windows. Well, I didn't say that. I just was curled up in a ball whenever I wasn't typing on the computer. So, just Good like stuff. Georgia's defense hey. and offense, and so, coaches and the coaches and Uga. Uga. Yeah. Right. That's the dog's name. Yeah. Or did I pronounce that wrong too? No, I think that's correct. I think. Is it just UGA and they say they call him Uga? Yeah, Uga. Yeah. Not very much effort put in that. Well, why? why, Wait, wait. I don't know. Mississippi State calls their bulldog bully. That's not much effort either. (laughs) Auburn calls theirs Obby. Also, not very much. Effort. I mean, what? That's just a college thing. Half, you know, 
It is. I guess, yes, Michigan State's Sparty. See? Sparty, no. Terrible. Sparty got their butts kicked. Yeah, they did. They did not show up. By Urban Meyer. I picked that game right, too. I picked that one right. Did you? I don't even know what I picked. Fearless forecasters. You didn't pick Auburn because you hate Auburn. (laughs) Everybody thinks so. So pick give me a score for the Iron Bowl right now. Like fifty eight to seven. It's, it's way too far out. I can't fifty eight three. Do you think Auburn like gets a safety? Fifty eight two? Is that what you're thinking? You're funny. Keith picked uh, Georgia too, so if you are sending hate mail, send it to Keith uh, Niebuhr as well. <laughs> Gosh. I don't know, man. You're a disaster. Okay. Well, the I think the Georgia pick was not my worst pick of the weekend. The Tennessee <laughs> beating Missouri might have been my worst pick of the Oh, really? Game. Yeah. What did I pick in that game? You picked uh, Missouri. Did I really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Everybody, but uh, Philip was the only person to have it as a double digit. Keith had 35-30. You had 30-24. So, that, I mean, Missouri wow. blew them out of the water. Yeah, and Butch Jones has been blown out of Knoxville. <laughs> 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 he was finally fired Sunday. Um, yeah, he's he's going to get a lot of money, apparently. Eight million bucks. Yeah, could you imagine that? Getting a lot of money? No. <laughs> but I mean, just be like, you're fired. Here's $8 million. Yeah, and they're paying the assistance off, so I think the total is $13 million. Of course, any of that will be offset by any future employment, but still, that guy is guaranteed $8 million. All right, I guess I'll go to the bank. I'd take it, stop coaching, and just go find an island. Yeah. Well, doesn't Will Muschamp have an island and he's coaching? Does he? Do you ever, you haven't read that? He no. Lives, he lives on an island. Where at? Off the coast of Carolina or yeah, somewhere in like the... he has an island. I know when he got, before he got hired here and he got fired at Florida, he went to somewhere like in the Caribbean or something and was literally on a beach with like no cell phone for three or four days. See, if you type Will Muschamp I, it's the fifth Google result. He lives... In if a- you type Will Muschamp I, is Will Muschamp iPhone on there first? That's his island. Oh, I've seen that picture. Yeah, it's an island. It's like all surrounded. Oh, that's not really an island. I think it is an island. It's just a house on a piece of land that's really small. I don't know. Looks like an island to me. Whatever. Rich people are rich. It looks like a pretty nice house. Yeah, well. 2,644 square foot guest house. 9,400 square foot home. I'll tell you this. (laughs) I'll tell you this, my house would fit in probably one of those bedrooms. <laughs> yeah. I mean, say what you will about Gus Malzahn, but at least he lives like modestly <laughs> compared to other coaches. Yeah, I guess. You guess? Have you seen Nick Saban's mansion? I have not. I'm not. Holy not. crud. But have we, you seen Will Muschamp's house you just pulled up? That was that was nice. Compared to where Gus house. lives? Do you think Gus has a secret house somewhere that's like just like gorgeous? And no, I think he's probably somewhere. just saving. He's his just money saving up. his money. He's it's like Jay Leno. He's smart. He's like, he's, I can't I can't spend any pennies. Well, he's always said that co- being a coach is like coaching in dog years. So, I don't think he wants to do this. So you you're know, saying he's retiring he's, after the season? No, no, is I'm not just saying. I don't think he wants to do this till he's like 65. No, no, I gotcha. Um, but who knows? But when Auburn beats Alabama six straight seasons with Gus Malzahn as a coach, maybe he'll reconsider. I don't know. So anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of the Auburn Undercover Podcast. Uh, Michael just hates everything you guys love, and uh, I'm objective. Um, It's very obvious that Michael is uh, a very subjective person, forms his own opinions, and he makes sure that whatever audience he's speaking to that it is contradictory to their beliefs. Everywhere he goes, walks up to the food line. I'm not eating your damn tacos. No, I, no, I was not eating those tacos. Oh, Domino's pizza for free after the game? Not eating That's that. That's not true, though. That's not true, though. I was probably the only person in that press box eating ice cream. Yeah, what's with that? Why are you eating ice cream when it's 40 degrees outside? It was nice. It was like a fall day, and you were like literally like, I might die of hypothermia. This is what happens when you do not have hair on your head. Heat escapes from your head. You look like in the movie Alive. You're like, if I die, eat me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'll pass, didn't but they, thanks didn't for the they, Didn't they uh, eat the butt cheeks first on that movie? <laughs> that's what you're saying? You're it was the meatiest part. I think that's what they did. That's the next taco serving in, at the buffet. Could be your butt cheek. Butt cheek meat. 
Oh my god! This, this, this is taking a we're turn. Not, not only are, we're talking about cannibalism right now, this is incredible. You watch Mindhunter too much. Yeah, that's right. We, can, we was there a cannibal in that? No, there wasn't. No, but there might be next season. Probably never know. Uh, all right. Well, I'm gonna go see Justice League this week. Play some Star Wars Battlefront Two when that comes out. This you week. do any work? Oh yeah, plenty of work. I'll let you know how that is. Okay. I'll send you a video replay. We got now, a lot of I noticed to this do. too. Did you see this crowd? But the Bears and Packers played. I'm from Chicago. Look at how few people there are at Bears Packers game. It was, a, it was wow. a one o'clock game. There was nobody at that stadium. Well, I've been to a Bears Packers game at Soldier Field once, and it was. Look at that. It, there was less people than that. But it was also like team, two but... degrees outside with a negative. Yeah, it was like a little show. rainy, but it was like, you know, 40, 30, 40 and degrees. The Bears were out of the playoffs and the Packers were arresting everybody for the playoffs. So, but that's different, I guess. I don't even know the records. I was watching Red Zone today and I noticed like the 49ers were like 0 and 8 or 0 and 9. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. I looked at that. I was like, what? How's that happen? They might have beat the Giants. I don't know. They may sure. have. The Giants weren't even better. They had one win or the something. The Giants like that. are terrible. I have no idea what's happening in the NFL. I, I don't know no, players don't in the NFL. Like I don't know who's. I playing. used to could I could tell you like what, ten years ago, could tell you every player on the Bears roster. I now I know they got Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, and I don't think I could name a single player. Is <laughs> the North Carolina guy from last year? So all right. For example, this just tells you like how out of touch I am with stuff. Well, someone on the beat mentioned a whiskey the other, and they said so such and such is going to be in town, and I'm all like, who's that? Is yeah, you were like, can I get interviews? tickets? Is that good music? And it's like, that's <laughs> not, a whiskey. Not that. I, I'm not that outgoing. I was just like, is that someone we have to interview? <laughs> no, that's a whiskey. Oh, okay. Well, let me go back home and play my video game. Because I'm a large child. All right. Well, that's it for this podcast. You guys just probably didn't make it through the first two minutes, let alone the 50 plus minutes in this one. Thank you for joining us. Auburn Undercover Podcast, provided provided by <laughs> we have donuts.com. Check them out. Beautiful donuts. Beautiful. We'll see you this week for ULM. You guys get pumped for that one. And uh, basketball heading to Charleston to uh, play Indiana State. I love you. <laughs>